0: We'd like to welcome you back to part four of our current event and weekly Bible study for February 21st, 2016. And again, on this whole Luciferian theme that we're seeing permeate through the culture and being slowly and increasingly and incrementally shoved down our throats. uh, This is a report that came out. One Nation Under the Devil, Arizona Lawmakers Bow to Satanists and Ban Public Christian Prayers. Although the decision may block the Satanic Temple's February 17th invocation that it wanted to bring forth, it prompted outcries from some Phoenix residents and city officials who believe the prayer ban is a de facto victory for the Satanists. This is what the Satanists want, Councilman Sal DiChico told the Arizona Republic. A moment of silence is basically a banning of prayer. It's to agree to the Satanic goal to ban prayer. The Satanists came in there and says, "Well, if, if you're going to allow, allow Christian prayer, you have to allow our prayer before these council board member meetings." And so they just immediately What they ended up doing is they just banned all prayer. That was their wonderful solution. So the Satanists win, you know, and this is what we're seeing take place all across the country. Here we see a group of Satanists. Um, I don't know outside an event. There, there's a picture of it. Then we have foxes. New show, Lucifer, um, TV show, Satanic Deception goes primetime. Fox Television's new show casts Satan as a hero seeking redemption. And the Bible says, woe unto them that call evil good and good evil. And again, this is all about establishing this, literally, sympathy for the devil, which is one of the Rolling Stones' most famous songs. And it's a song that I've seen on a lot of videos documenting, Christian videos documenting the song where they would show the concerts playing And when that song would start, the crowd would go into a frenzy like no other song that the Rolling Stones played. And in the one video clip, you saw somebody throw something and I believe hit somebody in the head. I don't know if it was a bottle or whatever. And that person died. You're literally seeing a death in the video. And it was just concert footage of one of the times they played it. And it's Sympathy for the Devil by the Rolling Stones. And so this is what we're talking about establishing here in the year 2016 I've, I'm seeing this at a breakneck speed establishing the sympathy for the devil for Lucifer and for evil just when it seemed that primetime television couldn't get any more satanic uh, Fox television, the conservative network is set to make a show now this was written back in September the show's already it's it's going on right now as far as I know I have not watched I don't want to watch it but It is set to make a show that celebrates Satan himself. Lucifer, a new drama series from Fox, follows the life of Satan as he lives in Los Angeles attempting to solve a murder and use his powers to start helping people. The fact that a show like this could even be made, much less air on a major network, is another sign of just how far society has turned from God and the Bible, and certainly how easy the hearts and minds of many people are open to satanic deception. And here's the show's synopsis. The TV series centers on Lucifer, but he's not Lucifer anymore, he's Satan, who, who bored and unhappy as the Lord of Hell, resigns his throne and abandons his kingdom for the gorgeous, shimmering insanity of Los, Los Angeles, where he gets his help kicks helping the LAPD punish criminals. So he's turned over a new leaf, Satan. Here's a a little clip from the show where Lucifer shares a cute moment with a little girl child in the show, and it shows him sweetly smiling at her. Whereas the Bible says in John 8, 44, Year of your father the devil and the lust of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. And this whole show is a total lie from the pit of hell, obviously. The clear aim of the show is to change the image of the devil from the biblical description as stated in the passage above. The Lord Jesus Christ called Satan a murderer from the beginning and the father of lies. It is deception that Satan initially used in the Garden of Eden to lure Adam and Eve, the first two human beings, into sin. And the book of Revelation confirms that the serpent in the Garden of Eden was the devil and the great dragon was cast out that old serpent called the devil and satan which deceiveth the whole world he was cast into the earth or cast out into the earth and his angels were cast out with him revelation 12:9 satan deceived eve by telling her the exact opposite of what god had commanded adam that if they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil they would surely die Casting doubt about God's word has been one of Satan's main weapons in his efforts to destroy humanity. And that's why these false Bible versions are so not good. Because again, they're they're casting doubt on God's word. They're removing whole verses. They're removing thousands and thousands of words. They're changing verses. <laughs> it's not something you want to mess around with. Just read the book, the end of Revelation to understand that. Um, so, In Lucifer, the TV series, the devil only tells the truth. Most of his power over people is demonstrated by his ability to tell them the blunt truth about themselves and their desires. And on top of his honesty, the Lucifer of the TV show wants to help humanity. As one review of the pilot wrote, believe it or not, a creature who brings evil and temptation sometimes may do nice things, such as help to investigate a murder, save a human life and refuse to accept any human soul even if they're willing to sell it to him. Oh, isn't isn't Satan just turned over a new leaf and you know, isn't this wonderful? And and um so he's refusing now to even accept any human who wants to sell their soul to him, you know? This is precisely the type of lie Satan wants to plant in the hearts and minds of humanity. In today's world, where many people are not as familiar with biblical Christianity, the doors to deception are wide open. In the Lucifer TV series, the devil is spurred to do good behavior after a conversion with a pop star who attributes all of her success to selling her soul to the devil. Lucifer quickly informs her that she, in fact, did no such thing meaning she didn't sell her soul to the devil even though she thought she had and aside from one favor he granted her early in her career the singer is but then the singer is later murdered and lucifer wants to help the police solve the crime like he wouldn't know who did it you know uh so from the onset the devil becomes a sympathetic figure a nice guy here's a scene from the movie where Aminadel, a rival angel, evidently a good one, even though he's got black wings and dressed in black, uh, is sent by God to force Lucifer to return to hell. Okay, uh, In the show, and there's a picture of it here, in the show, Satan runs a popular nightclub. He's a good-looking, well-dressed, and cool. Always the gentleman, he's just as ready to help a woman in distress as to have a kind... as to have a kind um, conversation with a small child. He becomes so concerned for humanity that his own demonic consort named Maze implores him to, quote, stop caring so much about people. When a rival angel appears on the scene, it is only to inform Lucifer that the father, the mean father up in heaven, insists Lucifer return to hell implying that god will not allow satan to turn from his wicked ways so see it's god's fault because satan wants to do the right thing but god's forcing him back to hell where he can do his thing and in you know you know deceive people and, and you know do all the satanic things he does best obviously okay um so he's implying that god god um implying that God will not allow Satan to turn from his wicked ways. So Satan wants to help people, but God wants to stop him. Okay, And beyond passing references, there is, of course, no presence of the Lord and no mention of Jesus Christ in the show. Satan is not going to quit in his effort to deceive humanity until Jesus Christ defeats him for good. Many television shows have tried to cast doubts about God or place the Christian faith in a bad light, but few have ever made Satan a hero much less the main protagonist. Lucifer is trying to do just that. And in this age, where many have given into temptation to doubt or reject God, a show like this can be a smash hit. The Bible says, But I fear, lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. 2 Corinthians 11.3 the devil will use any means to corrupt the hearts and minds of people and to turn them from God to himself. Ultimately, Satan wants to be worshipped as God, something that he will achieve in the last days before the second coming of Christ. And the, and the pop culture has been a major weapon in his arsenal to achieve this. Do not be deceived. One Million Moms, which is an advocacy group that seeks to remove inappropriate content from the media, started a petition to have Lucifer canceled from the 2016 schedule it didn't happen okay now sadly i checked this because remember this was written back in september i checked this website to read that there were only 37,979 concerned moms that had signed it i signed it i'm not even a mom and i'm like one million moms i mean okay is this what you're trying to get i mean if you have a million people why if you don't have a million people why do you call yourself one million moms number one Number two, if you have a million moms, why didn't you get a million signatures at least? I don't don't understand this. You know, again, this is pushback toward the the Illuminati. This is, you know, if there's no public outcry, and there really wasn't, that's not enough. So, it's on. I just saw it advertised on the internet the other day. Anyway, pray for the Fox Net, but I'll give you the link here if you want to sign it. Um, Pray for the Fox News Network to cancel Lucifer before it even airs. That didn't happen. Uh, And for those people who would make a show celebrating Satan, it's very easy to say it's just not a television show, but when it comes to someone's eternal destiny, it certainly is not. If you are a Christian, reject shows that want to change the image and brand of Satan himself while casting God in a negative light. Well, that goes as minimal. Uh, And if you are not a Christian, understand that there is truly a battle being waged for your heart, mind, and ultimately your soul. Take the time to know God from the Holy Bible, not a TV show or a movie, and understand that God does truly love you and he wants you to be reconciled to him. And rather rather than lead you to sin and hell, he wants to free you from it for eternity. And they give you links here you can click on regarding all those points I just mentioned. And then I also give my, my teaching on uh, salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ called True Salvation. There's a link here. It'll be on page mm, 11 to 12 of the PDF for... Um, on the PDF for uh, February 21st, 2016. Now, within this report, they also listed this information, which I thought was also pertinent to it. Uh, The beginning and end, the website this came from, previously reported on pro-abortion protesters even chanting, Hail Satan at Christians at the pro-abortion places, uh, like Planned Parenthood, and protesters storming a christian conference yelling they wish that mary had an abortion okay here's a picture of them these pro-abortion lesbian witch devil people and they have a big sign it says mary if mary had had an abortion we wouldn't be in this mess big old banner they're carrying around you talk about no fear of god like if Jesus Christ hadn't come, the world would be such a better place. Can you imagine? We'd probably all be dead. If 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 Jesus Christ hadn't come in the world. But these these devils have the audacity. Oh, I, I, the words, there's there's no words for this. And this is the temptation that Satan provides. Because of the sinful nature of humanity, they are naturally at odds with God. Many today are openly expressing their hatred for God. Romans chapter 8 says, Because the carnal mind is at enmity or at war against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can, can it be, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Ugh. Next report Christians should be eradicated. University researchers document the rising of the anti Christian agenda among the powerful occult American elite. Notice there's a rise of glorifying Lucifer, Satanism, the Lightbringer. Okay, there's a rise of glorification of him, and there's also at the same time a rise of, you know, Mary should have had an abortion, according to these people. Christians need to be eradicated. Kill, and bring, bring the Muslims in. Let, let all the Christians be beheaded. We don't want the Christians. We want them all to die. We want the most wicked, evil people in our country, according to, according to people like Obama and Trudeau and these other people in um, Europe, these other leaders in there. Okay, This is what we're seeing, and we're seeing it. This isn't something that's an opinion. This isn't something that's not happening. It is happening, and it is happening at an increasing rate almost by the day. Professors George Yancey and David Williamson shared their findings in their newly released book, So Many Christians, So Few Lions. Is there Christianophobia in the United States? The researchers say that while Christianophobia which the sociologists define as an unreasonable hatred or fear of Christians, isn't isn't that common among people. It does characterize those in the upper echelons of American society. It's intense too. The book's title was apparently inspired by the elitist interviews lamenting how there were so few lions referencing the Roman Empire's practice of throwing Christians into an arena to be slaughtered by lions. One respondent even remarked that Christians should be eradicated without quote, Christians should be eradicated without hesitation or remorse. These are people that have master's degrees, doctorates in America that are saying this. They wouldn't say anything against the Muslims or any other debauchery that's going on. But just the Christians, they're the ones that need to be eradicated without hesitation or remorse. These are the ones that have the money. These are the ones that are behind the New World Order and the One World Government and, and, the, and the politics in and Hollywood. And, these are the ones that have the power through Satan to put their plans into action. This is something about which Christians should be concerned, reports the Christian Post. On a warning Yancey issued in an email interview, because those with Christ- Christianophobia tend to be powerful elites with influence in certain important arenas such as higher education. Yeah, they tend to be the higher elites. Who would you target if you were Satan to eradicate the Christians? you target the higher elites, the ones that have the most influence, the ones that have the most money. Commenting on this and on the professor's motivations for conducting their research, Yancey told the Post, there is a lot of literature on hostility toward many groups, but just about none on hostility toward Christians. Of course, because you can do whatever you want to to Christians, that doesn't count. As a source for their data, the Post writes that it comes from a large national survey, the American National Election Survey, and the interviews they conducted with members of the liberal uh, organizations. And some of the remarks made by the cultural progressive activists are eyebrow-raising. The Blaze reports on the sampling referencing the Christian right. Here, here Here's here's a sampling of, of these reports, of these feedback they got. A male-aged... 26 to 35 with a doctorate said, I want them all to die in a fire regarding Christians. Okay. Another one, a female aged 60, 66 to 75 with a master's degree said, they should all be eradicated without hesitation or remorse. Their only purpose is to damage and inflict their fundamentalist virus onto everyone they come in contact with. End of quote. Nothing against Muslims though. They're, they're good. They're good. Another one, male, age 46 to 45, with a master's degree, said, They make me a believer in eugenics, which is what Hitler used in Nazi Germany. They pollute good air. I would be in favor of establishing a state for them. If not, sterilize them so they can't breed anymore, end of quote. They're already doing that. Through all the stuff they're doing in the food, the water, and the air. They're way ahead of you, devil. The brazen hatred brings us to something else motivating the researchers. Yancey in the Post again said, Another aspect that drove me to work on this project was that while I was cons- consistently saw evidence of Christanophobia in other areas of my life and in our society, unlike other types of intolerances, those who exhibited Christianophobia do not tend to think they are intolerant. They don't think what they're doing is wrong at all. They think they are right as rain. And isn't that funny? It's the Christians, the only, the only sect that they would say that against where they don't believe they're intolerant. They believe they're doing, evidently, their God's work. And they are. They're doing Satan's work. They're the father of the devil, and of his lusts, and of his works, they will do. Usually those who do not like blacks or Muslims admit that they are intolerant, but simply ju- try to justify their intolerance. Well, there's, there's a whole lot of reason to be intolerant of Muslims. I just went over that those with christianophobia tend to deny that they are intolerant but rather that they are fairly interpreting social reality envisioning themselves as fair and free of intolerance allows them to blame those they detest no they're just hypocrites they're satanically infested demon-possessed hypocrites So, having said all of that, I saw this the other day, and I started listening to this, and I thought that he brought up a lot of good points. Your faith is about to cost you something. The Beginning of the End by Michael Bodea. Michael Bodea is a Romanian evangelist who heads Hand of Help, a ministry that does the Lord's work, including running orphanages in Romania. Their website is handofhelp.com. The message will bless you as Michael exhorts believers to run after the Lord, With their whole hearts, he also discusses the direction this country as well as the world is heading. And how we as believers should not fall into the trap of this world and the self-nature. For those who are perhaps seeking the truth, this message would show you the heart of a true believer, which is love for God and others as well as obedience to God without hypocrisy. So I'm going to play, oh, I don't know, about seven minutes here, I think. Or a little more. Syrians all over the world, I think they're already coming into America. Uh, so he's talking about Syrians coming into the world, not America. That's the, the host here, and you'll hear Michael start talking soon. I don't want to take up the time here, but I just want to say uh,
1: we seem to be on the fast track. Keep on going with the, what the Lord has given you tonight, my brother. <laughs> well, it, it, those who have eyes to see are seeing what's happening. I, I don't think at this point we have the power to stop it, uh, but I think we need to make our position clear. Uh, perfectly clear, because there will come a time in the not too distant future where men will look back on those who actually spoke the truth in love, who actually said something is amiss here, something is wrong. If, if of the people that are coming here from other nations, uh, including Syria and others, only one percent are Christians. That gives me reason for pause, because it's the Christians that are being persecuted. It's the Christians that are being martyred. It's the Christians that are being beheaded and crucified and having their limbs chopped off. I mean, wouldn't it be wise?
0: Uh, So again, we're bringing in 99% Muslims, most of them male, most of them totally unvetted, all by design, on purpose, because they know what they're doing. And really, it's less than 1% Christians, and that's probably done just as some kind of token whatever.
1: Wouldn't it be prudent? Would wouldn't it be reasonable and logical to, to to try to get at least half of those people coming over here to be Christians who are already being persecuted in their lands? You know, these are questions that nobody seems to ask because the church is too busy doing whatever it does. I I, I think if we had to actually face the reality of what's going on in the world, a lot of us would be terrified into just incontinence at this point, because. Everything is up in the air. There's not one...
0: Incontinence in the regard he's using it in means the loss of self-control.
1: One region on the face of this earth that is at peace and is calm and, and, and nothing is going on. Uh, Europe is getting overrun. I've got friends pretty much everywhere in Europe that are just unbelieving as to what's happening. I mean, their parks and their public areas have become campgrounds, basically. Tent cities overnight and their governments aren't doing anything about it. And I think pretty soon that's going to be happening here. I,
0: I, I mean, look at what we just looked at with the Canadian thing. How they're bringing them in. And they're, they're spending $100 million per, you know, load of Muslims that they're bringing in. Putting them on these military bases. Giving them everything they could possibly ever want. And then they're going to turn them out into society and probably give them, they'll probably be totally supported by the government there too. They're enabling this to happen, um, and it's again, it's all by design, it's all on purpose, and it's just to totally destroy these countries from the inside out.
1: I, I don't see a way out of this, uh, because the one way that would work, we don't want anything to do with. We, we've abandoned God, we've distanced ourselves from him, we've disavowed ourselves from him because we think he's too rigid. We think that he's uh, a a mean old man up in the sky that just makes us do stuff because he likes to watch us chase our tails or some other nonsense. And the church is largely to blame because we've allowed ineffective doctrine to take over the public sphere. We've allowed ineffective doctrine to dictate what we as believers believe rather than allow the word of God to dictate what we as believers believe. And so we don't run to the Bible anymore. We run to lunatics like this guy out of Michigan that, that, that is Oprah's BFF right now. What's his name? Uh, Some some nut or other, you know, who, who keeps talking about there being no hell and all of us are going to heaven eventually. And so what if you're a Buddhist or a Muslim as long as you believe and you're a spiritual individual and all this nonsense that's being swallowed by seemingly reasonable and logical people and you're sitting there banging your head against the desk going, how can this be? Other than God giving them over to the base mind and a reprobate mind, how can reasonable people believe this nonsense? That's my question. And, and I think we've entered that era where God's just throwing up his hands and going, if, if you're fighting me so desperately on every single issue, on every single thing, on every single fundamental doctrine of the gospel, then go do what you want to do. Because believe it or not, God's not going to drag you into heaven. God's not going to club you over the head and pull you by the hair and say, all right, I brought you to heaven. You have to strive. You have to agonize to enter through the narrow door. There's something that's required of you in order to spend eternity with him, and we need to stop with this nonsense. Well, you know, you don't have to do anything. It's it's easier than driving through the drive-thru at McDonald's and picking up that breakfast sandwich. Right now you can pick it up 24 hours a day. It's, 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 it's just <laughs> as easy as waving a hand. God damn you don't know, no, 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 no. There, there's no works involved, brother. That's legalism. There's no works involved. What do you mean I have to pray and repent and read the Bible and actually know what I'm talking about instead of spew some dogmatic nonsense that came about less than 100 years ago? No, because brother so and so, he's on the radio and he knows what he's talking about because, man, that guy's got like letters after his name. And he says, I don't have to do anything. What well, does the Bible say? Jesus said, deny yourself, pick up your cross, follow me. Actions, these are actions. Amen. That are, that are incumbent upon you to take.
0: Okay, now, and again, I don't think he, he, we're talking about works-based salvation here. Okay, we're not talking about works is what gets you saved and keeps you saved. Okay, but the Bible says you can show someone your faith by your works once you are saved. Good works will follow salvation you know and obedience to god needs to follow So that's the point here so i just want to clarify that that i believe that's what he's getting at here okay
1: to deny yourself god's not going to deny you for you god's not going to carry your cross for you god's not going to wait until you decide to follow him jesus said deny yourself pick up your cross follow after me This is the way to eternity. They're all actions that need to be undertaken by the individual who desires eternity. But if all you desire is fire insurance, because this is the buzzword of the day, if all you desire is to make sure that you're going to end up in a good place, then Jesus is not the thing for you, because he knows the duplicity of your heart. He knows the duplicity of your soul. And when you stand before him all smug because you raised a hand in a crusade, he's going to say, depart from me. I never knew you, you worker of iniquity. You cannot pull the wool over God's eyes. And it's time people stop teaching that we can. I guess when I'm sick, I'm not fun or a nice guy. But it's the truth nevertheless. Look, I'm I'm, I'm past 40 at this point, Shannon. Yes, sir. I'm past 40. 40, and I've been doing this for a very long time, and it seems the church is getting dumber and dumber by each passing day. We reject sound doctrine offhand because the things that fools are teaching seem so appealing to the hearts of men. Ah, oh, yeah, just be spiritual. Look at the butterfly and wonder at it. That's not what the Bible says. Where did that come from? The Bible says all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Where are the butterflies there? Where's the cotton candy and the rainbows? But we like the butterflies. It's fun, sunshine, happy days, rainbows and cotton candy. But it's not what the Bible teaches. And when it all comes crashing down, when the rubber meets the road, and when everything is upturned, if your doctrine is tethered in cotton candy and rainbows. You're going to deny Jesus at the first time. Because trouble isn't coming. Trouble is here. I'm sorry. A man got gunned down because he was a Christian. He got gunned down because it was a Messianic Jew and he was one of the first to get it. All right? This is what happened. In San uh, he's
0: talking about the San Bernardino shooting.
1: San Bernardino. Read what's happening and you'll realize
0: Christians are targets. I mean, look at what I just went over. The, the, the Christians are the main targets for the New World Order. Really, they're, I'm not going to say they're the only, but they're, I mean, by far, the main, main targets.
1: Christians are targets. Your faith is about to cost you something. But the amazing thing
0: is... That's the entitlement of this video. Your faith is about to cost you something.
1: At least to me is that, you know, if your faith doesn't cost you anything, it's not real faith anyway. I'm sorry. If you've never had to sacrifice a thing for the cause of Christ, then you're not following Christ the way you ought to be following him. Because every single one that came to Jesus, Jesus requested something of them. The rich young ruler came to him and Jesus said, sell everything you have, give it to the poor, follow me. Action, requirement, necessity... The young man couldn't do it. Jesus didn't chase him down. It's time we got serious about the gospel. It's time we got serious about Jesus. And it's time we stopped playing games and footsie because we might offend the sensibility of someone that is seeking. You know what? If you're seeking, open your Bible and you'll find. But I'm not going to lie to your face and tell you it's the truth just because you'll think I'm tolerant and all-embracing and cuddly. It's time to stop with the nonsense because the darkness is here, and it's going to take over everything. It's going to swallow us whole if we don't have the backbone and the wherewithal to say Jesus is the only way. Jesus is the only truth, and no man comes to the Father but by him, period. I'm sorry, Rick Warren. Jesus said these words. I'm sorry.
0: Okay, so you, you, if you want to listen to more, um, I give you the, the link. That's about an hour Little, little over an hour uh that video and then the next one uh this is an older one when he did a tour of the prophecy club he did a tour right before i did uh, i talked to him on the phone afterward actually talking to him on the phone was <laughs> what <laughs> was the reason i never went back and did another one <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. anyway um yeah, great guy, great great Christian puts me to shame, um, and uh, this is one of the tours, one of the things he did with the Prophecy Club. Uh, this was back, ways back, about God seven minutes.
1: Sent messengers some simple me-
0: so he said god sent messengers i was talking
1: and some educated men from corners of the earth from nations i can't even name
0: this is called the beginning of the end by michael bodea this the prophecy club tour um, i think this might have been 0605 06, i don't know um, anyway
1: Simple message, repent. See, God's messages are never complicated. What God has to tell you doesn't take hours and hours. What God has to tell you is simple, repent. Some were heard, many were not. Of those that were heard, most were mocked. Yet they did their duty. Because it was God that asked them to do it.
0: He's talking about the prophets of old, essentially.
1: If you believe for an instant that it was easy for an immigrant family to come to this nation and tell this nation that judgment is coming. You don't know what it is to be a stranger in a strange land.
0: They, his family came from Romania.
1: You don't know what it is to come from halfway across the world and have to tell people that have been living here all their lives, you need to repent or God will judge you. But they carried the burden. They did the work. Because that's what was demanded of them. And their hope was singular. They didn't hope that they were right. There was not an ounce of Jonah in any of them. None of them sat aside and said, God, why isn't judgment coming? You've made a fool of me. To the last, they prayed the same prayer, God, make us liars. Let the world continue to mock us, but don't judge this nation. Bring repentance to this land. Make it something beautiful in your eyes once more. Cause their hearts to turn back to you. Oh God. That was the prayer of every single one. There is not one man that stood here that wants to see the judgment of this nation. There is not one man that stood here that doesn't pray every night. He's wrong. Every night. Without fail. God make me a liar. God don't let this happen. But in the end, the choice was left up to this nation. If we could, by our own will, cause this nation to repent, we would have. If it would take our sacrifice, we would gladly sacrifice to see this nation turn back to God.
0: And again, this is why you have to be so cautious about you know, this whole Trump thing. Because so many people are putting their, their hope and their trust... And again, like I said, I, I like what I said, there's a lot of stuff of what he says is is you know, great, you know. I'm not going to deny that. I went over a lot of that in the in the, in the you know, previous parts this day. I'm not going to obviously endorse the guy, but our hope isn't in Donald Trump. You know, he, uh, Donald Trump's not ultimately what would save this nation. So, I really believe we're fooling ourselves if 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 we feel that way, but I do believe a lot of people believe that. And it's it's tempting to believe that when you hear his rhetoric and you hear what he's saying and 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 especially with a lot of what I've covered, he's went and taken on a lot of the issues that I've covered with Islam and illegal immigration and Obamacare and you could go on and on and on and taking it on you know and but Ultimately, it's not the answer.
1: But God has given us all free will. And it's every man's individual choice to turn to God or reject Him. All I can do is what I can do. All I can do is stand up here and, and tell you what God has shared. And what God has worn and what the book says. Everything else from this point forward is left up to you. Whether you choose repentance and righteousness and thereby be protected by God when these things come, or choose to laugh off and dismiss the things I've said, it's your choice. I will harbor no ill will either way because my job is done. My job is done. What you choose from this point forward It's up to you. And I will have no say in the matter. But one day you will stand before your God. And one day you will stand before the creator of all things, seen and unseen. And one day he will remind you that you were in a meeting in Topeka, Kansas. And this Romanian guy told you a bunch of stuff. And most of it you didn't believe. And some of it seemed right on, but there were other people saying different things. And he reminds you that you had the opportunity to know him.
0: And again, I too I do believe also that me coming out of the charismatic Pentecostal movement, which the prophecy club attracted a lot of people from that and from Hebrew roots and that type of stuff. And particularly with the Pentecostal, you're going to get into a lot of more people that will identify and call themselves prophets. And the whole New Age, name and claim and a whole TBN crowd and the ones that are going to come there and just send your hundred dollars in and, and you'll get this blessing from God and then all of these prophecies that would come from the prophets in those movements that are um, prophesying all these wonderful things that God is going to bestow upon the body of Christ. And he's coming with an opposite message. Okay, and I, I think that it's good to kind of bear that in mind that, that, that that's probably where he's coming from to a certain extent. Because you're not going to get a lot of the whole prophetic stuff within Lutherans or, or Methodists and that kind of stuff that's just more kind of lukewarm you're not going to get into the prophetic stuff that you're going to get with a lot of the Pentecostal charismatic movement
1: to commune and have a relationship with the creator he'll remind you that you could have clung to him and he would have clung to you and never let go He'll remind you that he could have used you. He'll remind you that he could have used you to reach others. He'll remind you of all the opportunities that passed you by. And every opportunity you let pass by. He'll remind you of every single thing in your life because he remembers everything. And he will say, see, I have told you beforehand. I have told you beforehand. There is no excuse that can justify disobedience. There is no excuse that can justify brushing off the word of God and receiving the words of men instead. There is nothing that you can say that will stop God from pointing at you and saying, Depart from me for I never knew you. It's the harsh reality of the faith we've chosen. This is it. We couldn't sugarcoat it and talk about Jesus being good and, and clap and dance around. But this is the reality of the book. For many on that day, we say, Lord, we preached in your name. Lord, we cast out demons. We healed the sick. We did stuff for you. Depart from me, for I never knew you. You never had a relationship with me. You never communed with me. You never took the time to know me and let me know you. That is what God is looking for from his children. Tonight may be the beginning of the rest of your life. When you'll see, this is where I draw the line in the sand. This is where I will cry out to God every day and say, Lord, thank you for the gift of salvation, something more precious than any mind can comprehend. This is where you can be a useful vessel in the hands of God. Because regardless of what you may hear, judgment is coming. We've prayed for God to delay it, and we're still praying. But the only way God will delay is if he sees a modicum of repentance. I may be blind. But I don't see it. The choice is left up to the individual. It's as simple as anything else.
0: So... that's over a 2 hour video and i just played like the 7 minutes there and, and again i think you know so much of what we cover on a weekly basis with the current events where he's saying i don't see it with the church in general and again it's like with the map with the numbers because let's face it 99% of churches in america are 501c3 corporate institutions formed by that Government, um, with the numbers that they would have at their disposal, if they mobilize those numbers, I mean, you could have massive, massive changes in a very, very short time span if they mobilize those numbers for good, for righteousness if people but it's like they they must not have the motivation to do it. Number 1, they're not preaching things that are deemed as politically incorrect. And I don't think the desire is there within the body of Christ. Maybe a lot of them don't know about these issues. Maybe they've put their hands over their eyes and their ears so that they can't Maybe they're just given over to the modern day media and whatever they're hearing in church. Maybe it's partly that they're under a spell because of they're in a five hundred one C three institution that was created by the government, and there's demonic things that happen with that. Maybe it's because they're reading the wrong Bibles. I mean, there's probably so many reasons for it, but the church is like asleep, essentially. And, and they have the numbers. They have the numbers. But it's like they refuse to mobilize. And, and do anything about. Like all these issues we talk about. On a weekly basis. And it would be so easy. Particularly if people did it in mass. The power that they could possess. But obviously... That would require mass repentance because they would have to admit they were wrong. They would have to admit, oh, Lord God, what have I done? Why didn't I, why didn't I reprove the unfruitful works of darkness and have no fellowship with them? Why was I so lukewarm? Why, why didn't I strive for righteousness more? Why didn't I strive to protect the innocent more? A lot of this is just about protecting the innocent. The abortion clinics, what the Muslims do to children and women things of this nature I mean there's so many issues human sex trafficking the pornography industry in in America there's so many things that the church could mobilize and, and stop I believe but it's like they don't have the desire so it's almost like God's I don't know it's like God's given them over to a reprobate mind Letting them become even more lukewarm. (sighs) Narrow is the way to eternal life. And few there be that find it. The Bible says that. I am not saying that because I think I'm Mr. Perfect. Or I have some kind of whatever. The Bible says that they that endure to the end, the same shall be saved. Okay? That is an action. Okay? You do it through the Lord Jesus Christ. You do it through the holy spirit that lives inside you that gives you the faith to go on you do that you do it through that you don't do it of your in and of yourself and through your own strength because you're such a tough christian and apart from god you don't do any of that because that's that's you know lest any man should boast you're saved by grace through faith and that not of yourselves it is the gift of god not of works Lest any man should boast. So again, it's important to have biblical balance here. We're not talking about works-based religion. I'm earning my way to heaven. I'm so righteous. Because then that's pride. It's about acknowledging who gives you the faith. You know, to carry on and, and to do. And, and I, I'm, no, I'm no great example. Like I said, if I, if I got what I deserve, I get death and hell. I don't even know how God can put up with me anyway. Half the time. So I'm not saying this in any kind of condemning way whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, trust me, I I'm not. Um but it's sobering stuff what Michael Bodea. You don't hear preaching like that very much anymore. You really don't. You know, and again, I do think it is important though that we make the distinction on okay, I, I hear what you're saying, but let's also Understand that you're saved by grace through faith and that not of yourselves, and that we're not going to walk around and live a sinless perfection life. If we say we have no sin, the truth is not in us, you know, and we deceive ourselves. Paul said, Who was the greatest apostle of them all, most likely, he said, Oh, what a wretch of a man that I am! Who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Because. You can listen to preaching like this and get very discouraged as well if it's not kept in context with the rest of Scripture. Meaning, how can I ever attain to this? How can I live this sinless life that, in a way, I feel like that's what he's saying we have to, to do? We don't use our liberty for an occasion of the flesh. Okay, we're not not to do that. But Paul said, oh, what a wretch of a man I am. Who shall deliver me from the body of this death? The things that I shouldn't do, I do. And the things that I should do, I don't do. So, again, I think it's super important to have balance. Because I'm not here to be a discourager. But I am here to put forth truth. And I don't want to put a burden upon you that, that no person could bear either so i'm i'm, I'm trying to kind of have biblical balance here and in in just clarify what i believe he was trying to convey there um but yeah the sobering sobering stuff that type of preaching you don't hear it very much anymore um i need to hear it more i be honest i do um but um Anyway, I just wanted to clarify that. Then the last report we have here is... Um, oh, hold on here. I'm just modifying my PDF a little bit here. Here we go. Um, ad-seeking mercy teams for national-scale emergency. And I put this here because we were just talking about the 501c3 church. Okay how they're going to play a part in the absolute total destruction of America through the clergy response teams, which is a secret list that hasn't ever been published, but we know that there's thousands of churches on the government, basically dole, payroll, whatever you want to talk about regarding this, and how they're being told to instruct the flocks that in the times of national emergency and even before that to obey the government no matter what, because all governments are of God according to them. Again, this was Hitler's favorite verse that he told the preachers to quote to their congregations. Ad seeking mercy teams for national scale emergency on Christian radio. False shepherds leading their flocks to the slaughter. And this again, this dovetails with what we're just hearing here. How is judgment going to come to the church? Where will the betrayal come of the church? Whether no matter what denomination you are even Catholics included no matter what denomination you are where will it come it will come from the pastors I believe because of this yoking up with the government from the hierarchies of the church they're going to be the chief ones that encourage you to go to the slaughter to take roll up your sleeve and take the force vaccines to get on the buses to go to the FEMA camps because all governments are for good according to them Hitler did the same thing well documented well known fact back in February of last year Uh, InfoWars published a story about a church sermon in the state of Washington in which the pastor asked his followers to submit to the government while arguing all state authority through history was ordained by God. I mean, evidently, including Hitler and Stalin, Pol Pot, um, Mao Zedong, you know, Karl Marx, whatever, whatever you want to say. Attila the Hun was all ordained by God. Makes a lot of sense. Romans 13 does not say that, Okay. Anyway, using Romans 13.1 to call for obedience to the government. We've seen this pattern repeated over and over again since Barack Obama was elected president, dating back to a viral letter from a church pastor soon after it was known that Obama had won the election. Um, now, comment. My comment. See my teaching, Romans 13, in unlimited subservience to the government. Where should a Bible-believing Christian draw the line? It's, uh, it's an older teaching, but i give you a link here. Or you can key it in the search box at contendingfortruth.com. Just key in Romans, you'll find it. Or 501c3. That's another. If you want to know more about this subject, key in 501c3 and Romans. Separately, because you're probably going to get different results. With everything else we're watching unfolding in the world, in America, especially with the increased hostility that this administration has had toward Christians, we've documented that today, even while coddling the Muslims, Christians are being, even though while Christians are being slaughtered around the world by the Muslims, we seek, we also see cause for alarm in the new and strongly related uh, Steve Quayle alert. In the latest alert on the website of Steve Quayle, one of his readers tells us about an advisement advertisement that he heard on K-Love, a Christian radio station uh, local to him. I've heard that. They don't have it here, but I've heard it when I'm just like on the road traveling. I'll hear it once in a while. Um, At 5.30 a.m. one morning, offering a crisis response training to establish clergy response teams to train for a national-scale emergency or crisis in their own hometown. See, the government knows what's coming, and they want to get the church on board. Remember, the Christians are the main, main target they want to destroy. We've, We've proven that today amply. We know there's persecutions coming. Your your faith is about to cost you something, as Michael Bodea says. I mean, unless you were to die today or before this all happens. Your faith is about to cost you something. You know, the Bible, testing is part of typically being a Christian. You know, testing is is (laughs) part of the book of Revelation, the body of Christ. Daniel alludes to, basically testing of of the christians testing's not fun and it could cost your life but again absent from the bodies to be present with the lord we are more than overcomers through the lord jesus christ pray that you be accounted worthy to escape all the things that are coming upon this earth and to stand before the son of man that is a bible verse in the new testament that jesus christ said to pray regarding the end times So um, they are offering crisis response training to establish clergy response teams to train for national-scale emergencies or crisis in in their hometown. And they're going to want these all over America to augment what's already going on in the churches. So really, in the reality is the 501c3 church is, is going to be the worst enemy of the Christian. And they're going to be. Most of them are going to go like sheep to the slaughter. And obey whatever their pastor is telling them to do. The website advertised was crisisresponse.org. And you can check it out here yourself. You know, I clicked on it. It's, it's all real. It's all legit. If you're interested in knowing more about. Or becoming a crisis responder. I hope they're, they're saying that jokingly. Um, with more reports now coming out. That FEMA is working with pastors around the country should we be concerned. And again, that's just a little bit of that report. Um, Romans 13, they're going to tell you submit, submit, submit to the government. Never mind it was Hitler's favorite verse and Satan also used scripture out of context against God himself in Matthew 4, 1 through 11 when he was tempting Jesus in the wilderness. That's That's what Satan does. He takes scripture, he either misquotes it or takes it out of context and throws it back. And this is exactly what they're doing with Romans 13. If you read Romans 13, you'll find out that the government that they're describing is a righteous government that is a cause for good. Which is increasingly the exact polar opposite of what we find ourselves in today. So that's all I have for today. I'll go ahead and close this out in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this day and this time you've given us. This information, Lord, is, is um, it's scary stuff, Lord. It's, it's sobering. It's scary. I, I pray, Lord God, that it instills a fear of God in us and not of man, though. Um, that you would use the body of Christ mightily, Lord, in the days and times to come. You'd use this ministry and all uh, any godly ministry, Lord, on the planet people that are doing your will, missionaries and um, pastors and uh, godly women, just Lord, deacons, bishops, elders, whoever is doing your will on this planet, I pray to God you bless them and you use them mightily, Lord. And that you forgive us for any and all sins we have committed as we forgive those who have sinned against us, Lord. And the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart, would be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer, and that you would cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults, that they would not have dominion over us. I pray regarding all of these situations we brought up today, Lord, all of this deception and this wickedness and this evil, and I just pray to God for your divine intervention according to your will, Lord, regarding these situations, that you would protect the innocent, Lord, protect the Christians, Protect the orphans and the widows, Lord, those that cannot defend themselves. Protect the godly men, women, the elderly, regarding all of these situations. Protect my listeners, Lord, the body of Christ. I pray you bless them, Lord. I pray to God you dispatch legions of angels toward this end. The blood of Jesus Christ be over them. and The fear of God be upon our enemies, but that you would also use us, Lord, to lead many to the Lord in whatever manner you see fit. We ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.